All right, everybody. It's a new week, and that means a new episode of the Stewcast. And uh, as promised last week, we we're gonna start looking at our NCAA futures. And I gotta bring in the A team. Well, actually, it's like the B plus team because Chris Van Dyne was not available for this. So the B plus team is here, ready to give you some answers. I've got, of course, the Bobcat. John Castorani coming in hot and heavy. I, I love that bald head, that beautiful beard. How are you, buddy? I'm doing great, man. And, uh, you know, I'm not going to take shots at uh, Chris Van Dyne and Phil Steele, but Brandon Walker says they're garbage. So uh, I think we're the 18 Walkers. Out. Brandon Walker says things just to get noticed. Just to get clicks. It's okay. Myth to be tight. Mythopathite. Yeah. And, and you know who's not from Mythopathite is the host of Philly Mongos. He is one of the hottest horse racing handicappers in the country. And some, because, some say some say the next Harvey Pack. I mean, listen, I'm you some, know, I'm on fire. Some say he is Rob Romano, my good friend, who doesn't like to share his winners. So now it's become my sole mission in life to mush you. Rob, how are you? Congrats on the success. Pretty good. Stu, thanks. Thanks. I need it. Um, as you know, I stopped betting baseball last month, and that wasn't easy. So it's been all horses and basically getting ready for college football. So I'll be, I'll be dead broke around sometimes the third, fourth week of the college football season. And that's uh, except, well, I know, know what the first big bet you're making uh, September 3rd is. And well, you know, you know that we're, we're already locked in. Uh, you know, I, we're, we're already locked in Rutgers money line. I mean, you know, they're, they're giving you money in that first week with that Rutgers money line. <laughs> Just take the under. Just take the under. Call it a day, buddy. Oh, how dare you? <laughs> no, you're right. I mean, you're probably Bob, right. The Bob other Cat hasn't good seen Noah Vedral. Bobcat no, hasn't seen Noah Vedral. What, what do you think the under over is in that game? It's I gotta four, think it's like forty. It's forty nine and a half, man. We talked. Stu and I talked about it today. We, we had about a twenty minute discussion on the Rutgers Boston College game, and Bobcat <laughs> actually was gonna bet Rutgers until I, I was. I was gonna bet Rutgers plus seven. I oh, was I like, think hey, that's a great bet. Yeah, and the, I was going to do that and the under. I think this is a 13-10 ball game, week one. We'll discuss it, uh, I'm sure, uh, in oh, late Oh, that August. is going to be a mark. If you don't think that game is going to be right there with Ohio State, Notre Dame, you are sorely mistaken. Oh, I, it, it'll outdo it. There's no doubt about it. It'll outdo it. I, I mean, there's no um, – in Birmingham, I think they, they've already got watch parties set up. I listen, mean, not to offend Stu, but today during Shiano's uh, – at the Big Ten Media Day, he compared his team this year to the 2014. Now, a, a lot of you people listening probably go, well, who gives a shit about Rutgers 2004? But the first week that year, they upset a little team called Michigan State in New Jersey. So Go green. Go white. Go white. That, hey, look. <laughs> hey, look. You know, I'm just happy that Michigan State has kept chopping and, you know, onwards and upwards but we'll get to that game in a couple weeks we're already pumped to talk opening week lines but let's talk futures we're going to start this first half of the show talking win totals what you like uh overs unders on wins also a little heisman chat because there's some prices out there if you like a player or two and then on the back end we'll uh get into the conference winners 
national championship winners, a lot of fun stuff, good parlays to put together. Let's let's start off with the win totals. Uh, since Rob is, you know, essentially playing an away game, we'll defer to him. Rob, hit us with your first total you're looking at. Okay, I, I'm going to offend Bobcat here. I know he's going to get all up in arms. My number one bet this year, and, you know, as I was reading Phil Steele last week on the beaches of the Outer Banks in North Carolina, Stu knows, sipping my beers, Florida. Florida at seven and a half is one of my best season win total over under bets. I think this team is going to be vastly improved. Um, listen, we're going to refer to Phil Steele a lot on here. To me, he's the godfather when you go through his book here. Um, like a lot of the moves that they made, uh, I like the quarterback Richardson, the sophomore. Um, I like the running back, right? Um, I, I tell you, I, I think this team is going to jump up on a lot of people. I think they're going to uh, surprise a lot of people. You know, Phil Steele is going to be on the Stewcast very soon. So oh, that's uh, all right. Mention. We'll be listening. Um, Bobcat, what do you think about Florida? I, I mean, I'm not. I'm not 100% sold on Anthony Richardson. I think Billy Napier, it's going to take time for him to implement his system. I mean, uh, Florida's been interesting the past decade, and him taking over, I think it's it's a real good program changer. But I, I, I'm not I'm not like impressed by this defense. I, I think they're probably third or fourth best in the East, and I think I'm being kind of nice by saying that. So I've got them at seven, right? So take the over, take the under. It looks like Rob's taking the over. Um, I'm I'm leaning under here. I think week one, uh, Utah might actually fucking blow the doors off of Florida. Um, it's nothing against Coach Nate. Uh, it's nothing against Anthony Richardson. Uh, I just I look at Cam Rising. Didn't start a full year. Absolute stud. Got him at as like a Heisman sleeper for me. Uh, I've got them winning the Pac-12. I'll allude to that later. Uh, there's, I mean, what's not to love about Utah? And then you have Florida, which I actually think this year the SEC East is more competitive than the SEC West for the first time since, let's call it, 06, 07. Uh, I don't think that Florida's even going to beat Tennessee. And it'd be interesting to see if Florida can even beat Kentucky. Uh, I've got Florida right above Vanderbilt in Missouri. There's Florida, right? And then you have South Carolina, Kentucky, Tennessee, they, Georgia. They start the year off Utah, then Kentucky. I mean, that I know. Tough. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I, I don't want you two talking good about Kentucky. Because all you've done is bash Will Levis, okay? Well, oh, I, I okay, we can bash Will Levis, but I mean, I, I'm already planning Will Levis to be the Eagles' quarterback next year. And no, I got to hear from you two. Oh, Rob, he stinks. Will Levis stinks. Will Levis he puts mayonnaise talking, in his oh, coffee. I don't know if Florida go down there and win. He <laughs> puts mayonnaise in his coffee, Rob. That you is want true. that? He eats the banana with the skin on. That is true. And he locks <laughs> eyes with you while he eats the banana. Uh, although he is. Well, listen, listen, and, and Stu's and... out of line. Stu's out of line pumping up Utah. Okay. Because all Stu does is bash the Pac-12. I don't want to hear Stu say anything about the Pac-12. I haven't even said anything about Utah. I've Bobcat. been on Utah. I love Utah here. I know so I'm taking, I'm taking under seven. I got it at plus 105. 
Florida is going to be the third worst team in the SEC. So they're going to finish right above Mizzou and Vandy. But thank God for Mizzou and Vandy for Florida. Uh, I mean, look, Anthony Richardson doesn't have doesn't have weapons. I think his mobility is important. He ran for like 400 yards last season. That's cool. Uh, you know, backing up Emory Jones, but finding weapons is going to be an issue. The top two running backs that they had last season are gone. Five of the top eight wide receivers are gone. I mean, the other defense, you got Jalen Kimber. Uh, you've got uh, uh, the defensive line. Yeah, you've got the defensive line there. Florida is impressive. But I think this year with the SEC East, Spencer Rattler is a Gamecock now. He's playing in the SEC East. Uh, and that's no easy place to play football. Gamecocks, game let's ride. Yeah, let's ride. You've got uh, Stetson Bennett, our favorite, Rattler, our favorite DUI attorney, right? He's back <laughs> again for year 23. Uh, he's been there, you know, as long as I've been alive. And then you have Will Levis. for a college football son. Yeah. And then you have Hendon Hooker, and I'm a big hen dog. Uh, I'm big on Tennessee. I think Tennessee is going to be very competitive in the East. I think they're going to just route Florida. Uh, so, yeah, man, Florida, tank. Get out of here. Sorry, Coach Billy. Well, by the way, we are keeping nice full records you. of this, and we will revisit the totals yeah. at the end of the year. Under seven. They, they actually have the, uh, the kid from Penn State, the kid that was from New Jersey. But he hasn't done much at wide receiver. I'll be surprised to see. He was a big recruit, Justin Shorter. A lot of top schools went for him, but didn't work out at Penn State. I'll be, it'll be interesting to see if he does anything at Florida. Yeah, and then also to note, Texas A&M is on their road schedule this year for Florida. And uh, Tennessee's also in – they play Tennessee in, in Neyland Stadium. So, I, I look, we'll, Stu, you know we're going to revisit it when we talk the SEC preview and I break down everybody's schedule. But right now, Florida's not a factor. Sorry, Rob. Go back to the north, put ketchup on your Philly cheesesteak, <laughs> leave Florida alone, let Florida be Florida, let Ron DeSantis do his thing, okay? You stay in the north with your That's lockdowns good. and your masks. Hey, hey I'm, a Ron. I'm, I'm a Ron guy. I'm a Ron guy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, Fox News himself, Bobcat, what, what do you got? What, what's the next play for you over under wins? What do you like as you put in a fat lipper? So, Stu, I think I think the and you know I, I don't like playing these win totals for the season, whether it's MLB, NFL, college football. So, I, whenever you force me to to do this, I'm going with the easy picks, right? I look at Georgia, I look at Alabama, I look at Ohio State, I look at Clemson, maybe even Miami this year. I looked at all of those teams. I, Georgia's at ten and a half. Right. So under 10 and a half is at negative 240. Over 10 and a half is at plus 195. For me, Oregon, I think it's a great line week one in Atlanta. They have Sanford, Kent State, Georgia Tech. That's their non con games. Their, their schedule overall is probably one of the easiest in college football. I like Georgia over 10 and a half here. I think Georgia does get to 11 wins, possibly even 12 wins leading to an SEC matchup against uh, Alabama. So I'm, I'm taking them. Also, got to go with Alabama here, right? Have to. Oh, Alabama's, Alabama's oh at God. 10 and a half as well. one to two shots you like? <laughs> I, hey, I hate, I hate playing these totals. I, I 
started off with that. This is like, I hate this. <laughs> Alabama's good. More news at 11. No, we can. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm actually, I'm actually taking Alabama over 10 and a half, which is negative 265. Utah State, Texas, ULM, Austin P. How was that? It's minus 265 for them to go over 10 and a half. Yeah. Alabama's schedule this year is like full of easiness. Um, after Texas, everything's at home, baby. The Iron Bowl's at home. Hey, Rob, Bob, Bob at home. Bob the guy at the track that goes, yeah, get press the all button. Hey, I won the last race. <laughs> yeah. Bobcat had 20 to show on secretary. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that, that's, yeah. that's Bobcat's bet. Yeah. Like, who do you but, like in the fifth? But <laughs> here's where I'm going to give you another pick that I actually played today because I'm actually really high on this team. I'm not going to give everything up for this team until we get into the SEC preview, but it's Auburn. I like Auburn at over six and a half wins. I don't think Auburn's that big of a pushover. I don't think Harson is on the hot seat. I like Calzada. I think if Auburn had, had Calzada last year, they beat Alabama. I'll make a side bet with you, Bobcat, right now. I don't think so. We'll Zal- do it on the SEC pod. All right. We'll do it and on the SEC pod. I think Tank Biggs, Tank Bigsby – Jarquez Hunter, I think those are two of the best running backs in college football, period. Tank Bigsby's up there. Uh, Defense is also uh, not returning really anybody. I think the top three tacklers are gone. I think everybody's kind of looking at Auburn. I looked at SEC media days. They're like finishing like bottom of the barrel. Uh, And that's because of the Brian Harson drama, which I'll fill you in on the SEC pod, but essentially a booster, the group of boosters and the board leaked that photo of him with that old cheerleader from Boise state. That's now an assistant at Auburn. They deliberately leaked that to identify the source of their leak within the board of trustees. Crazy, right? At Brian Harson's expense. So it was all a fabricated rumor. Uh, I just, I think that, uh, that Zach Calzada is going to get it done. They're going to get seven wins. So I'm taking Auburn over six and a half. That's where you know, I'm at. A lot of people forget too. Auburn had a lead late. In that Alabama game, Alabama's also faced, I mean, uh, Auburn last year faced like the second hardest schedule, I think, first or second hardest. What do you schedule? mean, Rob? They had a lead and they they led the whole game, buddy. No, I know. I'm saying Auburn I'm saying, led the whole game. It took yeah, four overtimes. Not, yeah. I mean, they're I, not a bad team, man. They're really not. You're making they're not. points. And I think, I think Harson is a really good coach. I, he's not on the hot seat. If you want to see who's on the hot seat, look at Drink out at Mizzou. I think that Drinkwitz, this is his last year because he's going to finish right in front of Vanderbilt with maybe two wins. Um, so, but Brian Harson, I think he's going to get it done. I think he's going to shock the college football world. This is when Auburn is at their most fucking dangerous. I've been an Alabama fan my entire life. When you count Auburn out, when Auburn goes three and nine or three and eight and they play Alabama, they beat fucking Alabama. You know, they just end up fucking beating Alabama that year. So, you know, just watch out for Auburn. Yeah, Tank Bigsby is a uh, – he's he's put a phenomenal player to watch. Stud. I I disagree completely with uh, your little side ricochet shot at Missouri and Eli Drinkwitz, but (laughs) – Save it for the SEC pod, bro. Yeah, I'll save it for that. I tell you, you guys have both been really original going to the SEC. Uh, so I'm going to try and get out of that. I've got two plays here. 
uh, and, and we're going across the country. First, I'm going to take you to the Big Island, okay? The Big Island where the Rainbow Warriors play under four and a half wins, minus 140. I, this team's only returning six players. They had the big fallout, uh, and they had like 20 players transfer an absolute catastrophe on the island. Timmy Chain's walking into a situation. I, I personally, and we'll get into it in a few weeks on the first show, I, I don't see many wins on their on their schedule. I mean, Western Kentucky should beat them. Vandy should pummel them. They play Michigan. That I think you're going to see a team that's 0-3 really quick. Duke Knees is on their schedule. I mean – and then once you get into WAC play, I'm not even convinced traveling at uh, New Mexico State could even be a victory. Um, I think there's a chance uh, the Aggies could catch them. I, I see them at the bottom of the barrel, one to two wins. So I'm going to take the under with them. And then I'm going to go to a, a team that a lot of people forgot, the Golden Eagles. In your neck of the woods, Bobcat, give me Southern Miss over four wins. People forget about this team. The the Eagles, I mean, it was horrific last year. They had six starting quarterbacks. Their starting running back, Frank Gore's kid, was the starting quarterback for a game. Uh, I mean, no continuity, but this year they bring back almost their entire offense – they bring back most of their defense from last year. I, and you look at their schedule from last year, they only had three wins, but there's a couple games. They played UTSA very hard. Uh, they lost a few games that were close that they probably could have won. Um, and, and, of course, you know, in some of these games, quarterbacks are getting taken out halfway through, so it kind of throws off the rhythm of the offense. I, I think Southern Miss is a five, possibly six-win team and certainly can make a bowl game. So I'm going with Southern Miss over four wins. I like those two plays. Rob, do you have another win total play that you like? Yeah, I'm going to give three right here just so we can go, you know, right around the room, okay? Louisville, love the over, six and a half. You know I love Malik Cunningham. You hate Malik Cunningham. You scouted him. Yeah, I scouted him. I mean, I was there. Me and Bob were there. I mean, I, you know, listen, I know everything there is. Louisville is like my second team because we used to go there so much when Rutgers played there. So we could go to Churchill. It was just like an avenue for us to get to Churchill. But uh, <laughs> I, I always enjoyed going to their games. And, um, you know, they, they have a great stadium. And, of course, it's right across the street from Churchill Downs. But uh, they had some really good transfers I thought they brought in. They've actually been doing a really good job recruiting. I think the NIL, they're dishing out big money. Um, I, I think they're going to turn it around this year. I, I don't think their schedule is all that hard. I mean, let's be honest. The ACC sucks. I mean, let's just get down to brass tacks. It's not that hard. Um, Kansas don't State. Don't tell love... that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How, how do you like the receiver leaving? Um, actually, K-State I really like. I like their over. Now, Stu's going to scream at me because Stu hates Adrian Martinez. But I, I think they're going to have one of the best run games in college football. Deuce Vaughn is phenomenal. I, I think this K-State team is underrated. I think they can get above six and a half very easily. Uh, Stu, you got any thoughts on that as I get to my last win total? 
Adrian, you've seen the Adrian Martinez experience. I mean, I have. Are you? Are we going to sit here and Bobcat? I'd love to hear your opinion. You you've seen Skylar Thompson, who leaves after six years. Adrian Martinez comes in after being starting quarterback for what three four years at Nebraska. We've seen the story. He is. I mean, in horse racing terms, he hangs like a chandelier. I mean, he's he's uh, uh, 0 for 32 maiden with, you know, 17 second places. It's just not – it's not in the cards for him. Your but thoughts? it's an easier conference, too. You're not facing – I don't the think it's an easier conference. In the really? I don't because in the Big 12, you got to score points. And Deuce Vaughn is not going to be capable of scoring the amount of – you look at Texas Tech, right? Texas Tech is going back to the old style of – shoot them out and, uh, you know, win 58 to 44. Uh, Texas is, I think, scary, scary on the offense. Oklahoma's a well-rounded team. Baylor's a very solid defense. and uh, Baylor's a good capable. defense, I'll give you. Baylor is a good Oklahoma defense. State, the same way. I mean, I, uh, I think Kansas State is firmly maybe – and I, I don't even know if I would put them above TCU – I think no, that's you know, it. I think you're right on Baylor and Oklahoma. Their defenses are good. I think the rest of the defenses in the Big 12 absolutely suck. Well, it doesn't, I, I think it's it, in be some cases, it doesn't matter because I this Kansas State defense isn't the 85 Bears. But, I mean, it's your no. pick. You like Kansas State over. Yeah, I, I like the over there. Two more. I'm going to hit Stu's heart with this one. Army at eight. Love their over. Their schedule is not that hard. I think they can hit their over very easily. And I'm, to be it. honest with you, I'm going to go with my man Chip Kelly out on the West Coast. I like UCLA's over at eight. Okay, Bobcat. Did you have any other over-under wins, Bobcat? <laughs> no, that was that's a – so I like his K-State pick. I know that Stu is hating on him. Uh, I think that K-State is absolutely a fucking sleeper this year in the Big 12 title race. I think with Oklahoma welcoming a new head coach, Texas over fucking rated. Texas is not back. Going to get blown out by 40 against Alabama at home at 11 a.m., 105 degree temperature, 150 on the field. Uh, I I think you look at Baylor and K-State as those two football programs with Deuce Vaughn, Adrian Martinez. I think that offense is going to be explosive, and the only defense that I foresee – being an issue right now is Baylor until proven otherwise, where maybe uh, Oklahoma plays defense this year, but we got to get a couple of recruiting cycles for Brett Venables, but I like the Kansas state pick love it. Actually love it. Like hammer that shit home. Uh, Tell Bobcat. Love, <laughs> UC- it, baby. love it. The, the UCLA pick though, is fucking atrocious. <laughs> like that is, so, <laughs> that is like, that's the worst fucking pick I could have ever imagined. You know, you know what was going through Rob's mind when he made that pick, Bobcat? What's that? Fly, Eagles, fly. He's my man, Chip Kelly. Road yeah. to victory. So let me just tell you. So from 2018 to 2020, they went 10 and 21, bro. For, in three seasons, they won 10 fucking games. Last year... They come out, they go eight and four. They beat a very, very, very bad LSU team, right? A bad LSU team. They beat a bad Washington team and a bad down USC team, right? It's the best season UCLA has ever had since 2015. 
in modern era football, and I, I count that from when Nick Saban started playing offense, and Nick Saban put three of his last starters at quarterback, they now start in the NFL. And one of them's for your Eagles. Talk about that later. I think DTR <laughs> is one of the worst fucking quarterbacks imaginable. Ever since he was on that show, he is trash. He's a cocky, trash quarterback. I think he he averages 274, 275 a, a game. Uh, you have the Charbonnet guy, the, the wine bottle guy that's at running back. Like, he's not a good running back. That offensive line has questions. Right, you've got Jake Bo- Jake Bobo Dobo Bobo from from uh, Duke, right? Like UCLA is not winning eight games this year, big dog, and you've got them over that. I've got him is, over, Mike, is Mike Bobo the, the OC there? No, 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 not Mike Bobo. Jake Bobo, the uh, receiver from Duke. Oh, I don't okay, know if there's any about relation. Mike Bobo. I don't know if there's any relation between him and Mike Bobo. It might be Mike Bobo's son, <laughs> um, but he had like. 80 catches last year for Duke. Um, and he's DTR's number one receiver. Nobody knows who the fuck Jake Bobo is. And you're playing USC with Lincoln Riley. And what's USC his name? LA listen, 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 Bobcat, you put Heinz ketchup on fucking pizza. So let's not get crazy. Here. <laughs> I mean, so we're talking about UCLA here. Okay. All right. The Godfather, Phil Steele, has him at 28. Okay. 28. And Chip Kelly added some home run transfer portal players. They got oh, such oh, a high grade they, with they the got, transfer portal. They got a linebacker from Hawaii. They got a cornerback from Wyoming. They got a tackle from Duke. And they've got an end from North Texas. Real fucking stud transfers there. <laughs> I'm going to tell you something right now. They're going to be over. I mean, Jesus these, Christ. These SEC guys. They, I, I'll give you a win total. I'll give you a fucking Alabama. They're the best team in the country. Hey, bro, I'm just, I'm just telling you. Aziz Hearn, the cornerback from Wyoming, and Gabriel Murphy from North Texas. Yeah, they beat Alabama school for the deaf and blind at football. Good for you. Like, but now you're now you're playing against Cam Rising and a Utah team that's returning everybody. I mean, they're gonna win. They're gonna win the South. Utah team. Okay, we're gonna get to that. I got one last over (laughs) under win total. It's gonna bother Bobcat, and Rob's gonna disagree with me. But my last win total here: Virginia under seven and a half wins. Now, hear me out, Brendan. I like that pick. Why it didn't bother me? Well, I I thought you were like like that pick still. Oh, okay. Well, thanks, guys. Uh, I think Brennan Armstrong, uh, yes, he put up some huge numbers. I think he will again this year. But he he loses his tight end. This is a team that, uh, you know, if he gets injured and he did miss a game, he missed that Notre Dame game game last year, uh, we saw this team is lost. They are lost. New coach, new transition. Mendenhall leaving. And then you look at this defense who gave up damn near 500 yards a game and going through the schedule. I, I mean, really, you've, you've got three or four wins built in, you know, a trip to Duke, trip to Georgia Tech. You've got Richmond, Old Dominion. But, you know, I, I start looking and I'm like, I, I kind of like Syracuse more than Virginia. I certainly like Wake Forest more than them. Miami, North Carolina, Pittsburgh, at Vatek, Louisville, uh, at Illinois. I kind of like Illinois. 
I like ODU beating Virginia. I think it's well, it certainly take the over, but yeah, I think there's enough cause for concern. I don't see this team getting to eight wins. I'm going to take them under seven and a half. I I will say though, with Tony Elliott, I think Tony Elliott to me is Virginia's version of Mel Tucker. I don't think Tony Elliott's going to stay as long as Mel Tucker does at Michigan State. But you give Tony Elliott, and remember. I told you the day that what's his name retired when Mark D'Antonio retired. I said y'all need to go after Tony Elliott. Okay. Well, the problem is the problem is here is is that whatever he does on offense that'll be great, but this defense is yeah they gave up thirty five points time. a game last year. It's I think there was I think it was seven yards a play. Yeah, last year. I mean it, it was horrific. At, I mean watching them play. I remember watching them play BYU last year, and it it was like it was offensive as yeah. a football fan defensively how they played. But Virginia has money. UVA has money. And I think in a couple of cycles, we'll be talking about UVA competing. And uh, allegedly, they also have tiki torches. Uh, allegedly. Uh, Dude, that's hot. <laughs> that's firing hot. out of the gates. Charlottesville is on fire. Uh, let's go to the Heisman before we take a quick break here. Um I, we already know what Bobcat's going to get into, so I'll save you for last. Rob, what do you like as a uh, Heisman Trophy pick? So I bet this in June when I was down in Atlantic City at the Bergada. I had $100 left. Um, it was actually like in the uh, – it was actually like midday before me and my wife left and headed home, and I was like, I'm going to bet baseball. I put the 100 in the account, and I'm looking around, and I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to bet the Heisman Trophy. And that's just when USC had brought in the transfer from Pitt. I, my, his name is Caleb Williams. Or no, no, Addison. No, not Caleb Williams. Yeah, Addison. Lyndon Slavis? Yeah. <laughs> OJ Simpson. No. Um, <laughs> so I, I really think USC is going to be improved this year. I mean, Lincoln Riley, offensive guy. I think he's going to do a lot. I don't think there's that much in the Pac-12 besides, obviously, Utah and my UCLA team that I do like. Um, but I, I honestly think Caleb Williams could flash out there. You know, it's USC. All this kid has to do is put them in contention, have his numbers high. He's going to be right there. Now, listen, he's going to have to go against your man, Bryce Young. He's going to go have to go after against uh, C.J. Stroud. There's going to be top guys for this Heisman, he, even Addison himself, but – I think Caleb Williams has a good shot, and it was like plus 1,400, so I took a shot. Well, the, the odds have come down. I, at plus 1,400, I don't mind it whatsoever. Um, I, as to where they stand now at plus 700, I, I, I don't – I can't get behind that. I can't get behind Bryce Young at plus 350 or C.J. Stroud at plus uh, 200. I, I'm going to another Alabama player. Do it. Do it. Uh, Do it. it it's <laughs> I, I got to find I'm trying to find a book. Bobcat, please help me with this, because I, I do want to bet this. Will Anderson yeah. is going to win the Heisman this year. Thirty three to one. He is a monster. He would have been the first pick last year. Should have been should have been in New York. I'm happy he wasn't last year because now you can get thirty three to one on him. But. I think this is the type of defensive player that is transformational. And even though I, CJ will put up some numbers, right? I think a lot of stuff's inflated. 
from the Rose Bowl game. Um, remind you that they had a running back playing cornerback because of injuries in that game. I think shout Bryce, out Utah. Shout out Utah. Bryce Young. I, we we know my thoughts on him. Uh, and and Caleb Williams, while I think he will be successful at putting up numbers, I don't know that USC is going to finish at the top um, of the Pac-12. I, I, I think that's almost – if you're betting Caleb Williams, you're also hoping that USC makes it to the playoff. And I think that's kind of built into the Heisman. If Will Anderson can get 20 sacks this year, uh, which I don't think is actually like – out of the realm of possibility. Uh, I, I'm going to take him. I'm going to take him. I think he's got a shot. 33 to one is just the number I want. Cause it was he's really not hard there, man. He's plus 2,500 now. I'm seeing plus 3,300 as of yesterday. I got yeah, plus 2,500 right now. I'm seeing plus 33. Oh, well that's a good, yeah. I mean, plus 2,500 is good too. I'd put a hundred bucks at 25 on to one. Eh, I, I mean, he was 40 to one, you know, so you had to make this bet earlier in the season, but uh, uh, he was I, I as high put, as 60, 60 to one. I want to put 50 on it. See what happens. Rob, uh, me and you have, have both given out sensible picks. We've given out good, justifiable reasons. Bobcat floor is yours. I actually have three of them. I have three different oh, tickets Jesus. with three different Heisman winners. Okay. Uh, the first one is Will Anderson. I got him at plus 4250 um, was where okay. I got him at. Yeah, I know. And I put 100 bucks on Will Anderson because uh, a friend of the pod, we won't drop any names, uh, but he's a doctor down in Alabama. Uh, he's told me uh, in, in all of the Alabama practices that they've been having spring and, and into fall camp, whenever Will Anderson's on the field, the offense can't, can't get anything done. The offense cannot practice at all. Uh, you talk about Dallas Turner coming off the opposite edge. You've got Jordan Battle, who will come down and play money and will blitz. You've got two of the best cornerbacks in college football. I don't know if Will Anderson's going to get to 20 sacks. I think that uh, teams are going to game plan for that. Uh, I'm not as high as I once was. I think Dallas Turner is probably going to be more productive. Uh, another another play that I've got is I've got I've got Najigba Smith and Najigba winning the Heisman. I got him at plus 2800, so 28 to one. Uh, I I think that C.J. Stroud's I think the chances of C.J. Stroud winning the Heisman rely on Jackson Smith and the Jigba. I really do. I think he's a generational talent, similar to Will Anderson, similar uh, to Devonta Smith in college ball, rangy wide receiver. I've got him, and then everybody knows my next pick, and I got him at uh, – I think I got him at like – He's 80 to 80, 1. I think, yeah, I think I got him at 85 to 1, <laughs> 8,500. I'll have to pull out my ticket, but it's Cam Rising. I mean, Cam rising last year against Ohio State, he didn't start a full season, right? He still, you know, threw 63, 64%, had 2,500 yards, 20 touchdowns, five interceptions. Against Ohio State, 17 to 22, 214, 77% completion percentage, two touchdowns. I think he rushed for about 95 yards. Anytime you put up 450 plus yards on Ohio state and you're starting a running back at cornerback and you only lose by three points in a Rose bowl game, which really just didn't go your way. Jumped out to a 14, nothing lead against Ohio state. 
say what you want about sitting out for the draft, this, that, and the other thing. I mean, we're everybody that's starting week one for Ohio State played in this Rose Bowl, and everybody that started for Utah played in the Rose Bowl. I, I mean, like Utah, to me, I mean, I've got them winning the Pac-12. I think Cam Rising is an absolute stud. Uh, I just worry that him playing on the West Coast, he'll kind of get Christian McCaffrey out of the conversation. All right. Well, that'll wrap up the first part. We're going to head to break. Coming back on the flip side, we got <coughs> conference winners. We got national championship winners right after this. Hello, everyone. This is Chris Van Dyne from North Coast Sports. You'll hear me here every week during football season with my main man, Stu, from the StuCast. And just want to let everyone know we got a lot going on at North Coast. We got Power Sweep coming up. Going to be releasing that at the end of August. And get on board for Power Sweep at ncsports.com. Definitely check out our podcast on ncsports.com. And like I said, you'll hear me every week giving out some of the best handicapping picks that you will get in the industry uh, with Stu and Bobcat every week here, as well as at North Coast Sports, ncsports.com. And we're looking forward to football season. All right, back. And uh, we're going to talk some conference winners here. I'm going to lead off. And, of course, I'm using barstool sports uh i'm switching i'm switching to barstool for its uh fcs games that i can play this year um may may go to fanduel i don't know whoever's got the fcs games that's what i need i have uh chris van dyne's personal line so we're we're playing a little bit of that this year rob on the offline remind me i've got something for you um, I'm going to start, I'm going to start with some, I'm, uh, my lowest play conference USA winner. I, I was in this, I had Western Kentucky last year. I wanted them to win. I had a nice parlay and what's nice about conference winners. You can parlay these plays folks. I, I, ended up settling on UAB this year. Now it's only plus 175 right now. Um, there's only two teams that are playable in Conference USA this year, and it's UAB and UTSA. Those are the only two teams you can play. Bill Clark leaves UAB, but I think he retains all its staff, so they're not changing anything per se about what they're doing. The Blazers are pretty much, they, they ran into like some just Dumb luck at the end of the season, few injuries. I think they come back this year. They're pretty much bringing back everybody. They got something to fight for, for Bill Clark, uh, who had to step away because of a back thing, and who has also blocked the Bobcat on Twitter, which is fun. Bill Clark, not a fan of the Bobcat. Not a fan. I not just found this fan. out the other day when you sent me his retirement, and I went to his Twitter and he said he blocked me. You hate to see them. You hate to <laughs> I'm see also them. blocked by Tommy Tuberville. So I have two coaches that have now blocked me. Look out, folks. Uh, I, and it's more of a play, too, against UTSA. 
you know, I, sincere McCormick leaves and watching him last year, he was like the linchpin of that offense. Frank Harris comes back, but uh, he scares me. He's a guy that just screams out, you know, one bad hit because he's always flying around. And I don't think he's that great of a passer anyway. I think UTSA could be in trouble um, this year at some point. And I don't, I don't like them at plus 175. So I think UAB plus 175, a nice little play, Conference USA. Rob, what do you like? I'm going to switch it up here. I'm going to go with the Big 12, okay? And I like Baylor here at plus 650. I thought their defense was phenomenal last year. Um, I was heavy on their unders towards the end of the season. They were playing great football. Um, they get a lot of players back this year. Um, you know, like uh, Bobcat was alluding to uh, earlier on, I, I think Texas is overrated. I mean, them at plus 280, you got to be kidding me. I mean, I, you know, I know they get the big uh, recruit there and Manning and Sarkeesian maybe has him headed in the right direction. And Manning ain't playing back, this year. Not. What's that? Manning ain't playing this year. This is R.J. Young. No, I know, yeah, but I'm saying, you know, they're hyped up. They're <laughs> yeah, hyped R.J. Up Young the hypes them up every day. Yeah, and, and then you get Oklahoma who, you know, I honestly think what, what – what, um, uh, well, what's the name going to USC? I just think that's a big loss. Maybe they can overcome it. Maybe the team rallies around it. But I think losing a coach like that is a huge loss in Lincoln uh, in uh, Lincoln Riley. I, I just really like Baylor here, plus six fifty. I kind of think they're undervalued. I mean, I, I was shocked they were that high. All right, Bobcat. Totally agree with Rob there. I think. Uh, listen. Uh, BYU's offensive, or not BYU, excuse me, Baylor's offensive line, I think is one of the best in college football. Uh, they are going to have to replace Abram Smith at running back. Uh, but what's that guy's name? Blake, uh, the quarterback. God, what is his name? He won the starting job last year. I think what Dave Aranda's done, the defense is going to be good. They're going to be talented. I like Baylor and Oklahoma finishing in the top two. And remember, Baylor won the conference last year. There's no reason for us to, to bet against them. And plus 650 is disrespectful as shit. That's what we call rat poison. Uh, but my, my go-to pick here is to, to win the SEC. I like Georgia beating Alabama in the SEC championship game. I'm taking Georgia to, to win the SEC this year. Uh, I ultimately think both those teams are going to end up in the playoff. Uh, I just think it's going to be flip-flop from last year where, you know, Bama got the best of Georgia uh, in the SEC title game. I think it's going to be flip-flopped. Um, just because whoever loses the SEC championship game, that'll be the first loss of the year. Whoever loses that game is going to win a national championship, and it's really hard to repeat. So I think Georgia is actually going to win the title in the SEC. And I, I got them for plus 375. Let, right. let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. The SEC, if you had to give one team the odds are like, you know, and just take it out being a fan, take out being whatever – you know, the odds are so juicy, so juicy on these other teams. If you had to pick one team, Bobcat, you think could be a surprise, if Stu doesn't mind me asking out of the SEC. No, go for it. You know, one <laughs> team that's like would just be a shock. Is, is it a Texas A&M or is it, you know, you think Tennessee? Texas A&M wouldn't be a shock to anybody the way they pay their players, right? Texas A&M had the best recruiting class of all time last year. Uh, they got eight five stars, unheard of, unprecedented, and and they're not going to College Station for free. I think with if you look at what Josh Heupel's been able to do in Knoxville, 
I think with Hendon Hooker, the explosive offense they're going to run. I mean, that offense is it, – it's. I don't want to say it's it, – it's similar to the Delaware wing tee that the Gus Bus brought in in 2010 with Cam Newton as a transfer quarterback at Auburn. And just – they went from like three and nine, and they, they went undefeated and won a title. Uh, I, I think – the, the Georgia game, Tennessee, to me, has to get past Florida first, and I think they will. Uh, but if I was going to – if I was going to – if I had an extra $100 bill that I wanted to spend and my house didn't flood, I'd put it on Tennessee. I think Tennessee could shock the entire fucking world. Uh, they've got a relatively tough game against Alabama, a relatively tough game against Florida, and a very tough – in division game against Georgia, but Hendon Hooker, I mean that dude's a dog. His nickname's Hen Dog for a reason. So yeah, give me Tennessee. I actually think that Texas A&M finishes behind Ole Miss, possibly even behind Auburn. I think Zach Calzada's got a lot of lot to prove. He's got a bone to pick with with that club, uh, and I think Jimbo Fisher might be on his way out. Seventy five million guaranteed. That. If, baby. if that happens, he's gone. Now I mean, gotta be. This is put up or shut up time. With the amount of money that they've dedicated to that collective at 45, 55 million, depending on what 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 you read. Uh, yeah, those boosters don't give a shit. <laughs> Let me tell <laughs> you something, guys. Them. You ever see want to see a funny video? YouTube when he got off of that plane when they landed in college station <laughs> with the band playing, like in the middle of that runway. I like, remember the college football is king out there. Oh, that was hilarious. <laughs> I, there's nothing else to do in College Station. The field is <laughs> Kyle Field is awesome. Uh, it's definitely a place to visit. Um, but I mean, it's a, it's a very weird atmosphere for football. They have the core cadets, yell leaders, and weird midnight yell shit. It's a cult. It's like a Mormon cult. <laughs> Mitt Romney 2.0 type shit. <laughs> shout out! Shout out to our ags that are listening. Uh, I'm, I'm going to the American Athletic Conference. I'm not picking Cincinnati. I'm not picking Houston. Give me the Knights. Give me the Gus Bus. I convinced Look, you of that. I love it. I, there's three names. There's three names I want you to remember. John, Rees, and Plumley. Greatest SEC quarterback <laughs> And it, it, some are saying the history. Some are saying I'll go last decade uh, to include Jalen Hurts, who might be the the second best. Um, right. That's right. Uh, I, I love UCF this year. I, I mean, you get uh, Kobe Hudson transferring in from Auburn. You get Gamble coming in from from Florida. That defense pretty much returns, and that defense was real strong last year. Uh, had a few injuries in the middle of the season that kind of uh, sullied things, but you get a lot of these guys back, a lot of guys with playing experience uh, and, and filling in gaps from the transfer portal. I really like UCF at plus 350. I, I, they're a play for me because I think Cincinnati, a lot to replace. I understand they got a system there and, and it's going. Um, Houston was a thought for me. I think there's a ton of talent there. They played Auburn really tough in the bowl game. Ended up, uh, did they win? I think they won. They beat Auburn. I don't they? watch like, Auburn football unless it's Alabama, so don't ask me. Fair enough. Fair enough, Bobcat. Um, 
but I, I think Houston's a concern there, but it's more of a play just against uh, Cincinnati. I think it's UCF's year. Plus, you look at their schedule, and it's extremely easy. I mean, and they get Cincy at home on homecoming. I think it's an advantageous schedule, so give me the Knights. Uh, Rob, your next play. We're going to switch it around here. You know, I got to stay away from the the Big Ten because I'd give out Rutgers, but then I'd be a millionaire, you know. Plus 30,000. You, you guys know that's my private play. <laughs> God help you. Uh, well, yeah, we know well, bombs yeah. away is already played. Oh, yeah. Oh, he, he's all over it. Listen, you know, Stu's going to laugh here. I, you know, maybe I'm going. It's at plus 550 right now. But my man Phil Steele is high on them. The hype is huge on them. But I think this coach is really going to improve them. I told you before, I think the ACC is dog shit. You're going with Miami. and I'm I like Miami at plus 550. I mean, listen, I'm a Jerome Brown guy. Get, being an get the guy. parade going. Yeah. Somebody Jesus. Floor, yeah, you? the seventh floor crew is back. Let me ask I you mean, something. You know, Let me ask yeah. you something, Rob. Yeah. Who's their offensive coordinator? I don't even it's know. Josh fucking Gaddis. Give me a break, Miami football. <laughs> Fuck out of here. Uh, he won. He won uh, the award for top uh, offensive coordinator of the country last year. <laughs> wow. Tyler Van Dyke. Bye bye. See you later. But, but keep but going. Here, here's the thing, Bobcat. That ACC stinks. It stinks outside. You know who's the second best team probably after Clemson? Wake Forest. I, I mean, this is not oh, a great. No. This is oh, not geez. a great league. NC State this year is a fucking uh, sleeper. They're okay, better they than are. Wake Forest. NC State. That Raleigh squad is going to punch a lot of people in the fucking mouth. Hell, the Boston College is going to punch a lot of people in the fucking mouth. They're going to punch oh, somebody in the mouth happen. September third. Yeah, and we're going to be there to see it. <laughs> I think that's going to be a twenty-three point total game. But hey. No, I just I think I think if you you look Miami's recruiting, I think a lot of people are putting on their 2023 goggles and they're going, God damn, Mario Cristobal, he's recruiting, he's recruiting big time. That's not on the field this year. I think that's the same with Texas. People look at Arch Manning, who I think is overrated. I think if his last name wasn't Manning, he's a three-star, four-star quarterback talent and they finally knocked him off number one but people are doing that shit with texas and sarkeesian and they're doing the same shit with mario cristobal mario cristobal got unwarranted money what he did at oregon was nothing awesome mel tucker was more productive at colorado and he deserved his deal at michigan state and he's proved his worth he's proved it but i thought he was work he was being overpaid right but i had faith in mel tucker i have zero faith in mario cristobal this year I think if we're sleeping, Clemson has continued to recruit at a top five, top 10 level year after year. That's why Texas A&M is not going to do shit after getting eight five stars. It takes multiple cycles to build a program. I Don't put on the 23 goggles, put on the 22 goggles and say Clemson is still the team to beat in a very, very bad well, ACC. Rob, let, let's give Rob a chance to explain why he likes Miami. Well, I'm just, I, you know, I, I'm going off of the book here, which I always do. Phil has him as his number one most improved team. You know, I, I think Cristobal is a really good coach. I mean, he really changed the way at Oregon with the way they play defense. And honestly, I'm, I'm picking Miami more on the fact that I just don't think the ACC is that good. That, that's what I think gives them a chance to win it, honestly. 
if Clemson I, was coming back with a dominant team, I, I wouldn't be on top of them, you know, but. I, I'll be honest with you. I think the ACC, to call it not good this year, I think is a, it's probably slightly off. I think it's very competitive. It is. I, I, I think that's, I think people are sleeping on North Carolina. North Carolina might actually be okay this year. Wake Forest is going to be what they are in that they don't play defense, but they can score points. Uh, Louisville, going to be interesting. Florida State could be interesting. NC State's a sleeper of a team if they can stay healthy. I think it's just a competitive iteration, and I still think Pittsburgh's a good football team, and I still think Slavis is possibly a slight upgrade over Kenny Pickett, or it's it's even. Oh, you're Kenny Pickett. Yeah, still I hate Kenny Pickett. Pickett. I, I agree with <laughs> I, I agree with Stu here. I like Clendon Slavis. I think that uh, he's a great quarterback. Uh, I get it, Jordan Addison leaving. I, I mean, it's huge shoes to fill, but I mean, I think it's week two. They play Tennessee. They welcome Tennessee to home. Uh, to to that's Pittsburgh. A, that's a big game. If they if I'll Pitt be beats Tennessee, if Pitt beats Tennessee, I I think they're going to win the Coastal. And if they win the Coastal, they're playing Clemson. But don't count out North Carolina, like Stu was saying. You can't count out North Carolina this year, uh, and even Virginia Tech. I mean that that head coach down there. What is his name? It's I've been trying to think of his name. Brent Pry is that his name? Yeah, he was the defensive coordinator yeah. of Penn State. That motherfucker will run through a goddamn wall. He, like, he's always on cocaine. He's, I mean, he's like the Bobcat, <laughs> right? He's bouncing off of walls and shit. I mean, that team's going to fucking punch you in the mouth. So I think it's a very competitive, it's a down conference. If you talk about, I think the Pac 12 is coming back this year and the ACC has kind of filled that, that fourth role, right? where you, you kind of have the SEC, the Big Ten, the Pac-12, ACC, then the Big 12. So I, I think that that's where they're at. Normally they're up there with the SEC and the, and the Big Ten, but this year they're just taking a step back. I'm just – I'm not sold on Miami. I Listen, I mean, I might make you a bet that Miami doesn't even make it to the ACC, doesn't make it to Charlotte. Plus we're, we're not – like are we just counting Yurkovic out? Because he had a bad last four games. I think we're counting. I think we're counting Boston College out because I think that defense is probably not good enough to hold up. But yeah, I mean, I'm still, I'm still telling you, Yurkovic's going to put points on people. Although Boston College, people forget Boston College almost beat Clemson at Clemson last year. Exactly. Yeah, didn't that first couple weeks of the season? Clemson stunk. They were with everybody D- was yeah. hanging with them. DJ, you you go. Uwe Ungalele. Uwe Ungalele. Uwe. 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 Unga. Unga. Lele. Lele. Uwe Ungalele. DJ Uwe Ungalele. He is a liability. I will give you that. Uh, that's why I'm not playing anybody in the ACC. I just like to give Rob a lot of shit for the, for the catch-up yeah, on shit, spaghetti Just comments. shit on my pick. I can't wait for Miami to come in. I really I, can't wait for UCLA to win like 10 fucking games. I can't, I can't wait for Bobcats Bobcat pick. Rob. If UCLA wins 10 games, Rob, 
pick your yeah. charity. I'll donate five hundred dollars to a charity. Oh, it's, it's called it's Bob, called Bob, Rutgers Bob, Athletics Bob, Foundation. Bob, hey, Bob, all right, my, I'll, char- I'll, my charity is called Yonkers Raceway. Five nights a week. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking donate to that. Freehold Racetrack. Make all right, here, here's what I'll do. Here's what I'll do. If UCLA wins ten games, I will give Rob a hundred dollars to bet on the ponies. Fair if enough. you you heard it here first, folks. Okay, perfect. Uh, Bobcat, I'm gonna I'm gonna give Rob first crack at you. Bobcat, what's your pick? I'm going to the Big Ten. Oh boy! And oh, uh, go. I'm gonna let I'm gonna let you guys just guess who the fuck I'm talking about. Well, ba- ba- based on based on your prior picks and you loving uh, three to two shots, I'm ta- I, I'm guessing you like Ohio State to win the Big Ten. <laughs> Listen to me. Hear me out. In 2020, this club went 11 and two, finished nine in the top 25 last year, finished in the top 10 last year. They replicated double digit wins, right? Against big schools in this conference. I'm taking Michigan State. I got Michigan oh, State yeah. at plus 2,500. I'm taking Michigan State. I do not buy the Ohio State hype. I think Ohio State's defense is trash. I think that Michigan State has enough transfer. I mean, Mel Tucker's out there dogging everybody in the transfer pool. He's dogging everybody in the Big Ten. They're plus 2,500 for me. They're right in the middle of the pack if you look at, like, the Big Ten championship odds. I think it's like Ohio State, Michigan, Wisconsin, Penn State, Nebraska, Iowa, Minnesota, then Michigan State right above Purdue, right? I love Michigan State here. I think Mel Tucker runs through a brick wall for these boys. They're going to chop on like my Atlanta Braves, right? They're, they're going to chop well, they, on. It, Mel Tucker invented the chop, isn't that right, John? That's right. That's right. Yep. He, you know, he played for the Braves with Dale Murphy and That's then true. Chipper Jones. Now he's a, he was a third base coach last year when we won the World Series. It's going to be tough, I think, to replace the 18, 20 touchdowns that Kenneth Walker brought you. But I, I do think that old Pepe – is Pepe still starting? Pepe's still starting. Yeah, Peyton Thorne. He's got 27 touchdowns last year. you got Jaden Reed, Amir Speed from Georgia. Fucking baller alert, right? I think uh, – listen, they're going to score fucking points this year, and they're going to play a defense that the Big Ten has never seen before. The Big Ten only sees this defense once a year when they make it into the playoff. This gives me tw- this year gives me 2015 vibes where you return a 2014 Ohio State National Championship football team with tons of talent, loaded with talent, and they get their ass kicked and Michigan State wins the, wins the conference. Am I saying that Michigan State's going to make the playoff? No. I think Michigan State's going to win the conference, though. I think they're going to be a damn good team. I got them at plus 2,500. They got Florida transfer, Chris Bogle. At the edge, they've got Cal Holiday at linebacker. Je- What's his name? Jeff Petrowski, the fucking but, yeah. crazy motherfucker. Yeah, I'm. I'm telling you, this defense is going to punch people in their mouth. I think C.J. Stroud might get sacked five to seven times in the football game. I believe it's a home game. It is right. Yeah. So watch out, man. Go green. Plus twenty five hundred. Lock it in. I'm not touching most of what you said. Uh, but I will say to steal a line from Rob, their defense last year was complete AIDS. And, uh, this year 
I think you'll see it be top 60. I think they've really improved that defense now. I hope you're right, Bobcat. I, I well, I'll the, give the out defense my last year sucked because of the secondary. It was what you call a leaky, no, loose no, secondary. no, no. The 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 defense last year was abysmal, in large okay. part due to the defensive line not being able to get any sort of pass rush. Well, you got you had, Chris you Vogel had, from Florida. And now you got a mere speed on the back. Vogel end. moves into a defensive end spot. He was playing a lot of outside linebacker for Florida. That's not his natural position. He's much more of a D end. You bring in Jacoby Winman, second team all all Mount West. He's he's a guy. He's a sack artist. He's speed on the edge. Crushed. You had Aaron Brule. You you you've got Magiote, who's you, you're going to see this year a big four star to Bishop Gorman, one of the highest ranked defensive prospects ever brought into Michigan State in the modern recruiting era. Amir Speed is a transformative player, I think, for the secondary. Yes, there's tons of things to build on. And your schedule's relatively easy with road games against Michigan and Penn State. Relative. And I don't think Penn State's doing much of anything. Well, we can all agree on that. Let, let me let me transition. I'm, I want to move to our best bet segment to finish it off. Could be national championship, could be something else. I want to lead off with a two-team double as my best bet. First, to win the Mountain West, the Bulldogs from Fresno State. I think both the teams I'm about to give, the big thing is you got to look at divisional matchups. And when you look at Fresno State, they are on the side of the Mountain West that is far easier this year. That really the only team that I would be concerned about from that perspective would be San Diego State. And that's a team that's kind of they're replacing a lot of pieces, right? But they they play the same kind of game every year. Fresno State returning most of the players. Uh, from both sides of the ball. Jake Hayner, I think, is going to have that kind of that kind of 30-touchdown type season. Uh, there's a ton of talent on this team. Conversely, the West division of the Mountain West is the tough part. I mean, that the Air Force is going to be good this year. Boise State's going to be good this year. A couple other teams that are pretty decent in that division. I like Fresno State. The other one, I'm going with some action at plus 500. Give me the Red Hawks from Miami. Now, this is, again, you look at the other side of the division, Northern Illinois, Toledo, Central, Western, tough. No offense, Bobcat, but the only team that's even remotely – competent against uh, Miami, Ohio, probably the Bobcats of Ohio. I love Miami, Ohio. You got Blaine Gabbert's uh, younger brother at quarterback. I like him to get to the conference championship. And and if I'm at the conference championship, I'm going to roll with it. Plus 500 odds. I, I'm I'm going to take it. Let's go Red Hawks. Let's go Max shit. Robert. Bad play. Stu, I got something to say, man. I'm putting That's, some of your plays. You're taking, your you're taking Miami, Ohio, acting like they don't have one of the toughest out-of-conference schedules ever. It doesn't, got, it, it, it it doesn't, doesn't matter. No, no, no. I'm, I'm talking about the match. I got you. I got you. 
Kentucky, Cincinnati, Northwestern. Teams that might just fucking break the entire starting offense for Miami, Ohio. What? They might put them in ICU. And you think Ohio, Miami, Ohio is going to beat Ohio November 8th after running through that non-con? Hell, Kent State might give them a run for money. Kent State last year played at Texas A&M, at Iowa, and at Maryland to start the year. Got slow. They made it to the conference championship game. I'm telling you, Kent State is my pick in that conference, and we can bet it. In the MAC, you got to bet quarterbacks, and Kent State loses Dustin Crum. I bet Kent State last year got him at uh, like plus nine hundred, and the what you got to bet in the MAC is quarterbacks and Blaine Gabbert's, Brock Gabbert or Gabbert or whatever his first name is is pretty clearly the best quarterback, passing quarterback, in that conference. If he, makes it, out al- if he makes it out alive He'll after be September 24th, fine. they travel to Kentucky the first week of the year. Then the next two weeks later, they go to Cincinnati. They have a bye week before the Cincinnati game. And then they go to Northwestern on the 24th. Rob, this guy's talking up Kentucky like they're the 85 Bears. The Kentucky's and, and, and defense is on not Will a Levis, And he shits on Will Levis to me. Tell me Will my, Levis thinks. But Will Levis will have 400 yards on Miami, Ohio, bro. <laughs> they will. Yeah, well, that's true. <laughs> so I'm just uh, – listen, I'm just telling you right now, the Miami of Ohio's schedule, the first four weeks of the year, he might – the Gabbert boy might end up DeAndre Francois or what we now call Studert with a ruptured That's patella tough. running away from pressure. <laughs> That's and you want to, you, when I bet these small conferences, these non power five conferences, I have to look at the out of conference schedule, right? Miami it has Ohio, nothing to do with it. it because you Rob, have to play the quarterback. Rob, can you please weigh in? I, I, I can't say that he's totally wrong. I, I, I can't say that he's totally wrong. I mean, I don't know a lot about Miami of Ohio. You know what I mean? But this is a tough argument. They're gonna get. They're gonna get hurt. They're out there okay. playing with real big boys. Cincinnati was just in the playoff and stayed within three scores of Alabama, and they lost everybody. But still, Cincinnati. Na- Navy almost well. beat. He, you know, Cincinnati I, I don't think year. he's wrong there, but uh, Stu, because I think look at last year with Western Kentucky. We love that offense, but look every time they went up against a big boy team, a Michigan State. Um, who else did they play where they got Indiana? Good Indiana, and look how bad Indiana was last year. I, I mean, I, I think that's where Bobcat is right. The talent gap, man, and you just can't get somebody hurt, man. It, this this whole argument is silly. I hope Chris is listening and gives you shit. Rob, <laughs> Rob, give, give us, us your, your best bet. Okay. My best bet, honestly, okay, it's probably going to offend Bobcat. National championship. Listen, just take the money with Ohio State, a plus 300. You know, it's not that – I don't even like Ohio State, obviously, because their fans are just pompous fucking dicks. <laughs> but, I mean, they have the best – I mean, this is supposed to be – I've been reading all offseason about this offense. I, I mean, uh, Stu, pronounce that receiver's last name because I'll fuck Jackson up. Smith and Jigba. Najigba. It's Najigba. I, I mean, this guy along with Henderson in the backfield, their defense. I mean, listen – 
You know, the one question mark I will say to me is always Ryan Day. I thought it was volumes when uh, what's the name went after him, Harbaugh, basically calling him a silver spoon baby that he got left that program. Um, and now wrong. he and now he's resorting to taking in uh, abandoned children. <laughs> I mean, that, that might have been an all-time tweet with the scene from me, myself, and uh, <laughs> Irene. I, I was crying at that tweet. But uh, I, I don't think Harbaugh is all wrong. But I, I think it's also easy, too, to pick on Ryan Day and say, oh, he was just given this team from Urban. And obviously, Ohio State, they just kept the tradition. But, you know, listen, this is supposed to be their best offense. Their schedule isn't hard at all. I mean, obviously there's teams in the big 10, you know, like Michigan state obviously always gives them a hard time. I mean, you know, you just, you never know. I mean, you know, you get that home game and there are 20, maybe they're a 32 point favorite versus us. And we shocked the world. I mean, listen, it's been, you know, Shannon upset the number two team in the country before. So it's happened. But, um, you know, let's be honest, Ohio State is going to jog here probably, you know, coast to coast on butter toast, as they like to say. I mean, they're going to get to this national championship game, whether it be versus Alabama or whether it be versus Georgia. And I think at plus 300 right now, Ohio State is good value at that number. All right. Bobcat's not thrilled about it. Bobcat, what is your best bet? One, I mean, I got Michigan State winning. One in the Big Ten. Yeah, okay. Let's do. Let's. I. I I. That was a paid favor or something. It was not, man. I have been. I have been hot. Listen to me. I have been high on Mel Tucker when Stu was crying in his basement. The day was Stu crying about him because I only. No, no, I never had a problem. Look, okay. Stu hated the Mel Tucker high. The hell I did. He thought it was a weak high. No, I did not. I was perfectly fine with it. However, I thought there were guys out there Mm. that I think were flashier. We had a long talk and I said, give me Lane Kiffin. But what did I tell you? What did I, I Mel's going to be good. And I said, you know what? He comes from the right tree. We'll see what he does. And immediately I, I I was D'Antonioized. I was dejected. You it was gonna nobody foresaw Mel Tucker coming in and doing as well and completely changing the program like he did so positively. Me, I okay. did. I told you uh, just to set the record. Who did he lose against in his first game ever? Coach Shut the fuck up. Nobody gives a shit. No, nobody gives a shit. That year didn't count. Except I know that I know that Michigan. college football was invented there, but like that's right, that's right. You better bow. Uh, they don't bow. let you forget you it either. You wouldn't even be talking about college football right now if it wasn't. If for it us. wasn't, if it wasn't right. for my Scarlet Knights, that's we, right. Hey, but you, let me you, don't don't get the pickled knights upset at you. <laughs> well, let me out. just let me just say this: pickle breath, Rob. <laughs> smells like sulfur. Turns on <laughs> yeah. and off your gas. Listen, <laughs> listen. <laughs> I was the first one to tell Stu that you don't come from Saban and smart and not know how to fucking recruit. And by God, Mel Tucker, like Nick Saban doesn't have 10 more fucking years, right? Kirby Smart does, and Mel Tucker does, Lane Kiffin does, but Lane Kiffin didn't. Yes, Lane Kiffin was the OC under Nick Saban, but he did, he's a cocky, arrogant, pompous asshole. You think he learned anything from Saban? No. He learned from the school of Monty Kiffin. Mel Tucker and Kirby Smart took lessons learned. Mel Tucker, I think, is one of the greatest hires 
forever. And I, th- I think the Big Ten will be Mel Tucker's for decades as long as he stays there. But let me tell you why you're wrong on your national championship pick. Let me just, let me just go through this, okay? Best offense, I get it. They return C.J. Stroud. They've got that running back. I can't think of his name. They've got Smith and the Jigba. I got it. But they're going to have to go through Georgia or Alabama. And quite honestly, I, I think they get the short end of the stick as the number one seed, and they get Alabama in a semifinal after Alabama loses to Georgia. And I think they're going to get their ass beat. You look at Jermaine Burton, Ja'Cory Brooks, Trayshawn Holden, JoJo Earl, Tyler Harold, which remember, Ja'Cory Brooks caught that, that winning, that tie pass in the Iron Bowl after your boy John Mechie went down. Okay, you look at Jameer Gibbs, Jace McClellan, Trey Sanders, Roydell Williams, Jamarian Miller at running back. Probably the best running back room in college football. I with don't. Bryce, with uh. Bryce Young and Cameron Latu at, at tight end, J.C. Latham and Ekior, Emil Ekior at that offensive line. And we haven't even gotten to the defense yet, Rob. The defense has five preseason All-Americans. Five. Five. It's insane. Dallas Turner, Will Anderson, Jalen Moody, Henry Tuotu, Kool-Aid McKinstry at cornerback, DeMarco Hellams at free safety, Jordan Battle at strong safety, Kyrie Jackson at corner, Eli Ricks at corner, Brian Branch at star, Malachi Moore at star. Malachi Moore was SEC freshman of the year two years ago. SEC defensive freshman of the year, right? So, like, you look at these this roster – Pound for pound, and they're going to get tested. They're going to get punched in the mouth week after week after week. Ohio State isn't going to get punched in the mouth until they wait travel. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait, you just said before. You just said before earlier in the show. Alabama schedule is a joke. It's a cakewalk to eleven. It's and still half, the right? SEC, though, bro. They still oh. got to play Texas A&M. They still play Auburn. Big dog, they big still dog. play Ole I'll Miss. give you an edge. I'll give you an edge that the SEC does edge out the Big Ten. Not saying they don't. But it's the second conference to the SEC. It's it, it's hard. It, it's it's difficult. Purdue's hard. Northwestern's oh, hard. At Purdue's at, hard. Purdue is at Purdue is hard. Absolutely, that's one of those. Schools. But but Purdue's not going to put sixty points on you like Lane Kiffin and Ole Miss will. They're not no, going to. But they can your, score. No, they're, they're not going to. They're not going to ram it. They're not going to ram it down your throat like Listen, Coach Pittman will at Arkansas. Thing, but in these divisions, it's the same thing as you guys – you were saying before. Like, even though Auburn has a shitty season, they're still going to get up to play Alabama. Teams get up to play Ohio State. It's a big thing when they come to your school. Te- you know, teams want to beat them. It's the big name. I get it, but, like, they're not at the caliber of recruiting that Ole Miss and Texas A&M are. Like, are five deep in the East Ohio and in the State? West? I don't know. No, I'm I, saying like I, I'm saying Penn State and James Franklin oh, aren't uh, even yeah. comparable. Actually, he's a good recruiting school. He just sucks in game. Right. But they're not even comparable. Yeah, I get it. It's hard to play in Happy Valley. I got it. A white out there, they beat Auburn last year. They beat Auburn. I got it. But week in and week out, when you play just in your division, Texas A&M, Ole Miss, Arkansas, Auburn, LSU, and then you have a, a, inner, a, a rival division game, Tennessee. You go to Neyland Stadium this year with Hendog. I mean, dude, I can't think of any other conference that even comes remotely close to that. Maybe the ACC when Florida State was good and Miami kind of held their own for a little bit. 
Like I, I but even the Big Ten to me has never been to that level. I don't know why. I mean, Big Ten in the last seven years has zero college football playoff wins. Zero. None. The SEC. Oh, Ohio the, State won. In 2014, dog. Yeah, in 2014, yeah. Like in 2014, in the last seven years from 15 to now, it has been the AC, the ACC of Clemson and then SEC. It has been LSU, well, yeah, it's been Alabama, yeah, it's been Georgia. LSU, only two Alabama, Georgia, Clemson. Yeah. I know, but uh, I'm just seeing the winners. No, you're not, you're not wrong with the depth. Okay, I'll, I'll give you that. Like I've said before, the SEC definitely has the edge over the Big Ten. You know, right. to me, yeah, Ohio State can hang with you. I mean, it was amazing last year, even though me and Stu – we were talking the whole time during the season. Like we knew Michigan wasn't that good, but it was amazing that night on that field. And you were at the game, obviously Georgia. I mean, it just looked like it honestly looked like they were playing in a high school team. There's a high school team. team. I mean, they just bounced them out. Like it was nothing. And they, and I found out from JC earlier that day, because you know, JC writes for UGA wire and he had found out that the game plan was as vanilla as possible, and they wrote down – I can't – what's the quarterback for Michigan last year, the retard? Oh, Cade McNamara. Uh, Cade, Cade McNamara. McNamara. They were like, Cade McNamara can't extend the field at all. No, not even a Not even a game manager, I think. You know, and so when we found that out, it was like, okay, they're playing them vanilla. And it was basically a spring game for Jordan. So I think – listen, that same team beat Ohio State last year. That same Michigan team, and Ohio State almost lost to Utah, and I'm high on Utah. I am high on Utah. I think Utah makes the playoff. I think they're the fourth best team in the country. I really do. But it's Georgia, Alabama, and everybody else. I give Georgia the number one seed because Georgia's the reigning national champion, but, like, nobody else is doing it at a level of Georgia and Alabama. And I know it sucks for the rest of the country. It's even boring to me to talk about it because I know that we're going to get a Georgia, we could get a Georgia Alabama rematch, right? In LA at SoFi Stadium, which I, you know, I will still try to go to it and I'll watch it. But to to sit to sit here and tell me that oh that you're buying the hype, I get it. There's a hype behind Ohio State, but to to drink the Ohio State Kool-Aid when Ryan Day has yet to prove himself and Kirby has finally proven himself. Saban is always Saban. Dabo Sweeney is still a good coach. He lost his coordinators. But, like, I, I look at the field and I'm like, man, Ohio State's got a tough time, and that's why I like Michigan State. I really do, man. I'm really – I'm drinking the Michigan State Kool-Aid like you're drinking the Ohio State Kool-Aid. Go green, baby. Go, go white. And on that bombshell, we'll wrap it up. Uh, thank you to the Bobcat. You'll be here – uh, we got a SEC rundown that we have to do coming up in a couple weeks. Rob and should be- join. He should learn something. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I'll just listen in in the corner. I'll just be like the Big Ten. You know, I'll just I'll bring the snacks. You know what I mean? Like, there's hey, there's gonna be some good tidbits in that one. I've yeah, no, I'm not me, taking. Me, me and Ohio State will just stay in the kitchen. Yeah. And, you know, when, when the men in the SEC want to eat, you know, we'll just come out. And I've, I've, already, I've already given my hand for who I think is winning the SEC. Um, 
I think it's Georgia, but there's going to be some other really, really hot takes uh, about the SEC this year that you're going to want to tune in for. Oh, listen, I'm an SEC guy. I mean, I have Hurts, I have Devonta Smith, I have Landon Dickerson, I have Jordan Davis, Nicobe Dean. I mean, these are all my guys, so I'm fully invested in the SEC. So you're just – so you have five SEC players, so you're just another NFL football team. Yeah, basically, yeah, <laughs> okay. basically. Okay. Well, basically okay. my team tried to stop outsmarting <laughs> themselves, drafting wide receivers from the fucking Big 12 and uh, finally started to take real players from a real conference. Jalen say what a pick. Yeah, I mean, it's done. Smart, smartest guy in the room, Howie, really nailed it. Yeah, he AJ, nailed that AJ Brown, though, that trade, though. That's, that's, I mean, that's phenomenal. The draft phenomenal. this year. I heard, I heard, I heard he's going to have a breakout year. They're putting one of those jugs machines at quarterback <laughs> to just get the ball to him. So that'll be fun. Rob, you got Philly Mongos. What do you got cracking on that show? Uh, tomorrow, I got a guy coming on. He does producing at WIP. We're going to consult and complain about our Phillies and talk about, our, you know, Eagles getting into training camp. But a lot of Phillies talk as we kind of just muddle around this third wild card and we're in the shadow of the Braves and the Mets. And, you just you, know, beat, you just took the season. series, buddy. Yeah, but they're just they're just not. Yeah. It's a two hundred forty million dollar payroll. You got to be better. Still waiting on my invite. Hey, listen, anytime, anytime. Come talk, come talk Braves baseball. (laughs) (laughs) All right, boys. Thank you very much, folks. Thanks for listening. Coming up soon, me and Rob will be back. We'll be talking NFL futures with a very special guest, trying to get him uh, sooner than later because he may be arrested. Who knows? Knowing his stretch. And uh, also Phil Steele coming on the program a lot all that, a lot more. Thanks guys. We'll see you next time.